Hello and welcome to the Get Off Chat Podcast. My name is Andrew. And I'm Emily. And I don't normally talk like that, so... Cool. That was a weird start. That was a really weird start. I like. I think we should do that more often. Uh, Yeah, I think the Gear Slum does that sometimes. Well, you know what? The, the, are they the only ones that are allowed to be cool? Because... That might be problematic. Arguably. I've never been cool, so I, I'm not the one to ask. I've always been so popular in high school. I was the prom queen. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> I was definitely not even in the running for prom king. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was not in yeah. the running for anything. Granted, I'm like senior year, I moved to a new high school, so that probably didn't help things. No, probably not. But I, uh, yeah. I did get to give a speech at graduation. I did not. Yeah. Oh, I remember, you know, side note, since we're talking about prom, I do remember specifically that there is one, the, the prom queen deal was like a really, like we, I think we all knew who was going to get prom king. Cause the dude was just like super chill, mm-hmm. but prom queen was down to like a couple of people. And there was like the one like chick who was like, I think like mean girls kind of level. And I honestly do not remember her name, but I remember she was like giving up brownies and like, don't forget to vote for me. Oh yeah. Like, trying to like, like that level and then at prom she didn't like they announced someone else's name she like like stood up and screamed and like stormed out and i get like i didn't see her the rest of the night she, i think she was like crying the whoa i was like dang it's like it's cool to have goals but whoa right whoa. like come on uh, so yeah that was actually pretty exciting uh, <laughs> my prom wasn't that, that exciting prime- as a teenager, that was prime entertainment value. And then I went back to the corner with all the other uh, AP class kids that I ran yeah. with. And uh, we danced like nerds. Yeah. yeah. We did a little bit of Rocky so. Horror Picture Show dancing at my my prom. I don't know if that's like every prom, but all the proms I went to, we did the um, time warp. Oh, wow. Okay. That was so long ago. It's so long. Are high schoolers even allowed to watch Rocky Horror Picture Show? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't. I think it's rated R. But I mean, we were just cool, I guess. No, but man, ah, God, prom. My first prom would have been fourteen years ago, because I just turned. You're I just brave. turned thirty. We're not even the same decade anymore. I know. I'm in my thirties. Yeah. I bring it. I bring it in like a champ, though. I went to Chicago for my thirtieth birthday. And um, we're staying with a friend who lives down the street from this great little Mexican bakery. And I, I go in, I just get a single slice of a really delicious cake. That was a really great cheap cake. And uh, then I walk it into the bar next door and order my gin and tonic. And I just felt like I was living my best birthday life. Living your best life now? What? No, you're just saying like you're uh, like living your best life yeah. now. Yeah. That felt good. Like name, and then, name it and yeah. It. And then we went to a. They have, he's also around the corner from a gin bar, so I got a lot of different kinds of gin cocktails. Is that like where you can go, like go to work out and then also? No, drink? gin bar, gin, 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 <laughs> gin. Yeah. You know, it's crazy that like congratulations on being thirty, and I I don't apologize at all for posting embarrassing photos. Of I you. mean, I mean, uh, I'm a pretty tongue out kind of girl, so like. It's pretty easy to find a picture of me where I got my tongue out of my mouth. It's it's really strange that you're like 30 now because here here's something that I don't not sure if I've ever told you, which I guess 
since you'll probably meet her now that she lives in Seattle, but my mom's uh, also named Emily. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever, we've been friends for a while. I don't know if I've ever mentioned no. that, but my mom's named Emily and she's, she's in her forties. She's young. Yeah. And so like, now that you're 30, I'm like, wow, uh, that is, yeah. Ah, uh. <laughs> but that pretty much makes you my mom. Oh right? no, no, no. Take it back. <laughs> take it, take it all the way back. Take it back. Take it back. Right now, I'm turning this car around, and you are not going to get ice cream after dinner. (laughs) I want ice cream. Uh, Neapolitan. No, no Neapolitan ice cream. You are not going to just eat straight out of that gallon jar (laughs) for breakfast. Well, anyways, happy birthday. Uh, That's my my happy birthday present to you. Thank you. Getting embarrassed is... A wonderful birthday gift. And on my actual birthday, uh, Rick and I went to the Chicago Music Exchange, which is really cool. Uh, that sounds amazing. I've always wanted yeah, to Yeah, it was so many guitars. And we walk in and there's this like teenage girl who walks in behind me with her parents. And she was buying her first electric guitar. And I was just so excited for her. Yes. Um, yeah, I got to play one of Saul Cole's guitars. And that, whoo. Oh, how was oh, it? Oh, my god oh my god such a good guitar so here here's a question for you since now that you've been i've kind of wanted to take a weekend trip to chicago if nothing else just to go to chicago music exchange yeah. would that be worth the cost of a plane ticket to go no. there? like just for yeah, that probably not okay. i mean i <laughs> there's a lot to do in chicago i i think that the cost of a ticket to go to chicago is well worth it but uh well, I mean, there's that. Like, I've always wanted to like reenact Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But... <laughs> yeah, I guess you could do that. Bueller. Go to a Cubs game. That'd be fun. Um, yeah. Watch them lose. That'd also be fun. Yeah. So that was cool. I um, I played this Martin acoustic that's just called a Little Martin, and I really liked it. They're about three hundred thirty bucks new, and I I'm gonna be honest. Like, I'm I'll have just worked folk life, and I get paid for working that event. I'm I'm kind of tempted to take a little bit of that paycheck and get me one of those little Martins. Well, you could. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think at that price point, a seagull is a better buy. I already have a seagull. But, oh. but it's it's so it's so it's so little. It's very little. It's just I feel like it'd be really nice to like take on trips and like not feel bad about it or camping or whatever. Right, right. Well, like laminate guitars are good for that. I, I've got I don't a, know if it was I've got an old Yamaha yeah. good for that. Yeah. At that price point, it's got It's be. actually really, I don't know, but it's really nice. I was talking to my buddy who works for Martin, and I was like, how do you get them so inexpensive? It's like, it felt really nice. And he said they they mm-hmm. they've uh, have some new processes and materials that just keep the price really low. He can't really share much with me, but he said he's got a lot of stuff. Uh, Martin has a lot of things going on that they're really, really excited about. Well, they got to step up with their game because Taylor's been killing have it lately. And for the record, I've always liked, they have been. I've always liked Martin better. Like my Desert Island acoustic would have to be an HD28V. 
but Taylor's been killing the game lately. I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. I, the, what they've done over the last couple of years, like especially their Academy series, is mind blowing. Cool. Good. I haven't played them. I mean, I, the, really, you need you need to play the Academy series. That is a game changer for the entry level, student level, uh, yeah. acoustic guitar. I'll range. check it out if I ever, you know, am around one. I don't step into a lot of acoustic rooms these days, just because. Uh, I know the. Tar Center at Westlake had a bunch of them in when I worked there, uh, and they might. I'm sure they've got to have some over at Roosevelt. I know that they've got some over at the Redmond uh, Guitar well, Center. Well, speaking of the Westlake Guitar Center, I uh, took my bike past there, and I thought, you know, they might be closed, but if they're still open, I might like to see what they have in stock. I mean, it's always looked closed with how run down it is outside. Yeah. But there, uh, I got some killer finds. I got the limited edition artwork of the Afterneath by Earthquaker with Loch Ness Monster for like 114 Nessie. bucks. Yeah, like 114 bucks because it was the display model. Same with an RC3 Boss Looper uh, display model on that. And uh, yeah, I'm really stoked about those couple things. Like, wow, I... Yeah, I'm very happy. I've been thinking about getting that RC3 for a while. And just for like to happen to, to have stopped in there, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have just given up on poking their head in there. But hey, like if it's, it's it was worth it for me. Oh, definitely. I might I'd be tempted just to drive over there in the next couple of days before they close close just to walk around one last time because it's going to yeah. be a total trip and space for me to do that. But yeah, I, I, I should have taken some time to look at the guitars, but since I was on my bicycle, I didn't even want to feel tempted. Right, right. Yeah. Would have had to have hopped on the 40. Gross. I actually don't know. I'm assuming that's one of the buses. It is. It's the it's one of the buses, and it's not my favorite. It's like far from my favorite. It's my second least favorite way to get home. I'd rather take the five and walk like 20 blocks and take the 40 and walk three. I haven't taken a ton of buses in Seattle, mostly the one uh, in and out of Seattle that goes along the 90. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah but that's like uh, two bus line. They're like 455, I think, is one of them, something like that. Yes, yeah, that sounds like a thing. But yeah, that's kind of what's new with me. But uh, you swung by a while ago just and showed me some uh, new things that you have. Yeah, so I. Uh, I picked up a new pedal board, which I'm excited about. I got a Squatch board. Woo by Dan Dolan. Yeah, so I, I'm really excited by this one. It's uh, it's not like a super traditional like wood stain. It's got like a nice milky, like almost reminds me of like a milky coffee kind of stain color. And I like, I'm a big fan of like non-standard finishes. And then the 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 top on it, I still haven't put Velcro on it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to bring myself to do it. Uh, but the the figure on the top is super pretty, so mm -hmm. I'm gonna. The thought is I'm gonna um, velcro it up. I need to put some rubber feet on it, and then that'll be my uh, little, just dedicated space for using pedals. I'd uh, like to swapping out for demoing and stuff, and just having some fun with. Just make that my 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 spot for plugging stuff in and playing around. So right now I've got it on like a nice little uh, like knee high bookshelf. So I can sit down in a chair and write over it and uh, play around with it. Yeah, totally. I and the I staging think... ground for exploring new tones never before heard by man. They're they're great. They're great little boards. I have one of the small ones too, and I'm just gonna slap a uh, three or four pedals on it for my um a couple gig gigs I have coming up this summer. 
uh, including, I think this episode will come out before May 30th. Um, May 30th, I'm playing guitar at a Dolly Parton tribute uh, at the Royal Room in Seattle. So if you're in town, I'd love to love to see you. There's a 6.30 show and I think an 8.30 or 9 o'clock show. Awesome possum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I also picked up uh, some sinusoid cables as well. So I got some pancake patches and I got a 10-foot red cable. Nice. So, yeah, I'm a... I'm a happy camper. I, I just sold like a bunch of my George L's off a couple months ago. And so I've been down mm-hmm. to like, I haven't had any like good patch cables. I've got a couple of my DIY ones that I know I need to resolder because I crack a little bit and uh, some uh, live wire branded patch cables. So I've been really needing some, something better. So yeah, I'm, I'm really, it was a splurge that was well worth it. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy for you. Sometimes you got to make those little, splurges i think and treat treat, treat yourself. yourself yeah yeah there we go treat yourself uh just not all the time because let's practice financial responsibility which i uh i'm a big fan of yeah so yeah as totally. much as i hate it i also appreciate it yeah so um on that note i kind of wanted to give a shout out to dwarfcraft devices uh yeah I shared this um, on the Facebook page, at least, and on my personal profiles, but they're starting a zine, old school, yeah, uh, called SheFuzz, and they are accepting, they're going to, they're hoping to do four or five issues in one mixtape, and they're going to uh, tie in a limited run of their SheFuzz fuzz pedal. Um... So they're asking for submissions for poetry, essays, fiction, visual art, and music. Um, and they're really uh, trying to make sure that it's as diverse an offering of, of humans submitting their art and p- getting it published as possible. Uh, I'm hoping to help them with, with editing it, and I might submit a song and maybe a written piece. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's the Shifa's zine for now, and uh, check it out on on their socials. I love that. I love this open submission stuff. Um, I could probably do a whole episode about um, open submissions. Uh, I think that there there's right ways to do them, and there's wrong ways to do them. Both as somebody doing a call out for open submissions and someone submitting to them. Um, but I'm actually, I'm kind of curious to see what other people think on that matter. Maybe, maybe that might be an opportunity to get, uh, someone who knows a little more than I do on the show. Maybe. 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 Hey, so yeah, check it, check it out. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So next up on the list of things we're talking about, our stuff and things list is sponsors. Things and stuff. No, it's oh, sponsors. Okay, spon- oh, sponsors. Yes. Uh, we are looking for sponsors. Indeed. We'd love for your excellent brand to sponsor our show. We have rates listed at getoffsetpodcast.com, but we're also open to conversations about package deals and trades and things and uh yeah hit us up yeah and shout out to the companies that reached out to us after last week's episode yes we appreciate you 
Yes, got some fun things in the works, I think. Lots of great things in the works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. But uh, now I think we should actually talk about stuff and things. Things and stuff? Yes. Yes. What are we talking about today, Andrew? We are talking about subscription boxes. Subscription boxes. Do you subscribe to any of those? I don't personally know. Have you ever? Uh, not for guitar stuff. I mean, outside of the guitar world, I have happily done so. Yeah? What What kind of box did you get? Uh, we've, my wife and I have done a handful of different things. Uh, so I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I, I've done a few. I did Imperfect Produce, which was a food delivery thing that I, I, I know you could like select the foods that you wanted, but I felt like I wasn't using it enough. And I just forgot. Uh, my wife just reminded me. We did. Uh, Melissa just reminded me that we subscribed to a wine thing for a couple of months. Oh, forgot cool! Yeah, I did one of those too. It was fun. It was fun. We did. We've done a couple different ones, and the first one we did was trash. Uh, there was like one good bottle in the entire thing, but like Ugh. a bunch of them were kind of like they. You don't want a tasting note to ever be described as like that smell when a car like peels out, like that burnt rubber smell. Only when you're drinking scotch. What kind of scotch are you drinking? That's that I've uh, really burnt Petey rubber shouldn't scotch. be a tasting note. Uh, Peaty is not burnt rubber though. There's a distinction. It's like the the, the taste of like a burnt clutch. It's in that uh, family. Get, mm. I, I don't I don't see it, but anyways, I'm drinking yeah, that real masculine scotch. <laughs> no, that's not masculine scotch. There's no such thing as masculine scotch. You're There's right. no such thing as good scotch. Mm, you're right. I I was a right. joke. I hope everyone understands. I don't think that there's a masculine and a feminine beverage. Uh huh. Uh huh. Sure. Uh huh. Yeah. Sure. But I do yeah, think sure. the scotch I was drinking might physically put hair on your chest. Uh, that is neither a masculine or feminine thing either, Emily. Um, I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> I no, don't know where one. I'm going with that one. No, yeah. that's not that's not body hair shame. Um, yeah, that that, that sounds fair. So, <laughs> anywho, we tried that, and the there's a handful of the bottles of red that were just, I feel like they were aged in a tire, and I I wasn't a fan. So uh, we we ditched that one. I, I honestly don't remember which one it was. And then we did another one, and that actually we did, I think we did that like twice. Yeah, and that was super cool. Yeah, uh, it wasn't terribly expensive for what it was, um, but yeah, it was it was kind of nice that there's there's like a few months there where we just like have like a bottle of wine a week and just let it spread out over a couple of days. Yeah. And, no, that's the way to do it. Um, I did for a while a, a wine subscription also. It was fine. Uh, it was about 13 bucks a bottle. But um, I did another one that I think is uh, kind of more a subscription box. And it was a literary one. Uh, by a company. Yeah. So they would send you a couple books and then some literary themed gifts. And they would only do it quarterly. So you didn't get as burned out on it. And sometimes they'd send really great books. Like I got a really great book called the mothers. I got another great book called the animators. 
And I think I canceled it when they sent me that like whitewashed trash, the Island of the Blue Dolphins. Uh, I'm like, okay, one. I remember reading that book when I was in elementary school. Exactly. I'm like, one, this is the, the focal piece of this box is a book that everyone reads in the second grade. Two, like, I like was like, oh, I forgot about this book and kind of Googled it. And it's basically like a super racist book. And I'm like, oh. You know, I've never thought of it in terms like that, but I was also like, probably like seven when i read that yeah exactly you're kind of too young to pick up on those themes but uh after like reading about it a little bit more you're like oh this is cringy like it's all like fictitious and kind of gross and weird but um i just noticed you i kept getting the same kind of stuff over and over like oh great another set of pencils one who uses pencils anymore uh, I do, thank you. I use I pretty much exclusively use pens, so that just wasn't like for me. Um, do you use pineapple pens? What? Pineapple pens? No. Um, <laughs> and I kept get, they kept sending like water bottles. I'm like, how many water bottles does a person need? I think I think the purpose of a water bottle is you get you have like one or two, and you don't have to keep buying them. But or you could have eight. Yeah, most people do have eight, but I just want to choose the ones that I have. And they also sent a, a lot of coffee mugs, and I used some of them, and some of them I just, like, gifted. But And also, one thing they sent was they sent a, a Donald Trump-style hat that said, Make Reading Great Again. I'm like, I don't like this at all. Well, so I'm assuming you no longer subscribe to said box i don't i canceled my subscription and shortly thereafter the entire company went under because the idea of those boxes is that there are certain you pay a certain amount for them and you're promised to get at least that much of value in them and that last box i got i look at this these like dollar store books and i'm like this is not like 40 dollars worth of product in any way shape or form Right, right, right. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of just like taking stuff from TJ Maxx and just reselling it is kind of yeah. the impression I get for some of those boxes is like, yeah, this is like the leftovers from like last fall. Yeah. From whatever company. They're just kind of getting rid of it at cost. Totally. And I know that there are some gear companies that have done that in the past. Um, most notably, I think Gear Supply Company was a subscription box. And theirs was very... Yeah, yeah, very u- utility, like strings, cleaner, and picks. Yet, you know, I kind of think, like, I don't change the strings on my guitar every month, so that never really appealed to me. Um, and then when that all just went south, uh, I-, I didn't think about it. But I saw it seems like there might be another company trying to start a guitar subscription box, and I think they might even have the word supply in the name. And I was just wondering, like, do you think that is a bad idea? Like, do you think that, like, we still need more time before the guitar gear world accepts some sort of subscription box like that again, if ever? Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, well, first off, whatever company is doing subscriptions with the name Supply and their brand name should fire their marketing director. Because that's just bad optics. Um, that's just not a good association. That's 
my personal opinion. Yeah, even know. if I you're think that, even, that wasn't a good yeah, move. even if you're fantastic, uh, just that that word in your name has is so tainted. Maybe just change the name before you get too into it. Yeah, I know. My general thoughts on the idea of like the viability of a subscription box in this industry is that as artists, we all want things to be kind of ours in their own way. And there's a lot of like, we're all very picky. And so if you're going for like a single product, for instance, like string joy, I think has a, uh, a decent model here because you, you get this, the, you figure out what you want and then you get that set of strings like once a month, for instance. Yeah. And so that's the, the subscription model there. I think that makes a lot of sense because that's allowing you to get exactly what you want. And then the, the function of the subscription box is you don't have to go out and buy it when your strings break, or whatever you just, you know, it's coming. Yeah. Or that you can have a little bit of a backlog going it. Right. And so, but for like a piece, and so like that's great for peace of mind. And like, I keep extra strings around. Um, like I've, like I keep, for instance, I keep a set, a couple sets of slinkies around for doing setups. Uh, cause Honestly, I'm not great at doing setups on my guitars and I'm bound to break a string at some point. And so I've got like my slinkies, uh, like nines and tens. And if I'm doing a setup on my guitars, I've got sets of nines. And yes, I do play nines. I'm not a wuss. I just, that's what I like. Um, I like nines. (laughs) I was catching flack for that the other day. I mentioned that I I play on nines. Like what? And I'm like, Billy Gibbons plays sevens. Come on, people. Oh, just I, let, I, let people play okay. I never want to talk about Billy Gibbons on the show ever again. Can we just like moratorium on Billy Gibbons? I have my reasons. That's fine. But yes, he does play like sevens or eights. Yeah, I mean, so anyways, that's an aside. I don't, that's not the point. But the, the idea is like, yeah, you get that peace of mind. And that's something you get out of a subscription box. Now, if the point is to try and like surprise people, um, like yeah, you're 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 gonna get a range of things. I think that doesn't work as well for the the type of audience we're talking about. Yeah. Because, well, I think that you could get um, them to do it once or twice, but it's like the idea of the premier right, well, guitar. That's what that's what a surprise box right. is. Right. But this, the the it's like the but like versus a subscription. Like I think you would see so much turnover because how many people buy the premier guitar mystery box once see that it's just trash, like literal trash and never do it again. They sell out every time, but I think people, there's also for that, you're mostly doing a lottery to see if you can get something good. Oh yeah. I mean, it's definitely a lottery and I mean, it's whatever, but I think that, is very viable. It sells out every time pretty quickly. It does, and they get rid of all their trash. And people, <laughs> and people are left wanting in on them to sell like five more for the year. People like they sell out, and then there's like still people wanting it. Yeah, and so I, I think that's totally fine. I think so. I guess here's my example for why I'd have a hard time imagining that if you're looking at kind of more random stuff is that uh, when I worked at Guitar Center every Christmas. There is, uh, you'd always get someone who come in and they're, they're shopping for their significant other and they don't play guitar. Mm. They're like, well, I've got a budget of 30 bucks. What can I get for my significant other? Not much. For their guitar stuff. And part of the, an- yeah, I mean, there's, the answer is not much, but of the stuff that falls in like for like strings or picks and all that kind of stuff, it's 
a lot of it's really specific and then the rest of it can be, get really kitschy real fast mm-hmm. and it just feels like a waste of money. Yeah, totally. Like, okay, so you can get some picks and strings, but do you know what kind of strings she likes? No, then don't get her strings. Um, or you have to look through like the tab books and be like, oh, well, he likes Elton John, so maybe I'll buy him this Elton John guitar tab book. But like to, to ask a company to do that for you, you, I think you are just going to get trash more often than not. Just like stuff you don't need. You're going to get clip-on tuners. You're going to get like guitar straps that you might like, you might not. Like I don't really know what you can consistently deliver as a part of like a subscription box that would be of any like value to a wide range of guitarists. Yeah, and like I'd be happy to be proven wrong, you know, and maybe it's just because I haven't had the the thought or the particular business model that's going to change that. But yeah, I just I, I have a hard time picturing it. I don't know what it is. Here's another one though. Um, some pedal companies have tried uh, sort of a pedal subscription service. I forget what pedal company it was. It was like a thousand dollars or something, and you would get like. 20 of their product line pedals and then you'd be promised like every time they launch a new pedal you get that pedal and Debbie ever was going to do something similar that would be like a fuzz I think it was like a DIY build your own fuzz from her circuits uh and that was the idea was that would be on a subscription model as well so every month you get a different fuzz pedal you could build yeah I mean for some people, I could see that working out, but I feel like that, I don't know. I have a hard, there's only like, hmm, there's only one company that I've got like multiples of a pedal from that I've bought new. Is it Earthquaker? It's Earthquaker. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's just because like, I, I've just fallen in love with the whole hubris of what Earthquaker does in their approach to effects. And that just gels really well with my approach to effects and my approach to playing. And so that's what, that's what that is. I can't, I just, I, I'd have a hard time even with Earthquaker if they say, give us a thousand bucks and we're going to release however many new pedals in the next year. I'd have a hard time like poning up that. I don't know. I, I, that just sounds like a lot of, uh, faith a lot of, faith. Yeah. And if, and if there was a company for that, I would say yes, to that it absolutely would be Earthquaker. Cause I'd have pretty solid confidence that everything that they put out is good. I would do it for Boss yeah. too, to be honest. I could, yeah, I could see it like for maybe for Boss. I don't know. I, I feel like the only company I could think about doing that for would be Earthquaker, yeah. and, and that still just makes me like oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I could do that. That's a, that's a high price of entry. That's also kind of how I feel about yeah. like gambling. Uh, like I've never gone to a casino. Not even just for like going in with ten bucks to play the nickel slots. Nope, never gone to a casino, and I've only purchased one lottery ticket in my life, and it was <laughs> this is fun. So, uh, uh, the job I was working at was giving out at the time was giving out uh, lottery tickets as an incentives for certain uh, job goals. Oh, and so I got like lottery tickets as, as like a good job. You did something great, and so I went across the street and 
not lottery ticket. Uh, it was a scratcher. That's yeah, what it was. scratcher. I won a dollar off a of scratcher, and the guy's like, "Okay, so uh, you want to just take your dollar and go, or do you want to buy another scratcher and see if you get that's lucky?" That's what most people do. And I was like, "It's a dollar. <laughs> like, it's not like this dollar is going to drastic. Like, if I don't get this dollar, it's not going to be the end of the world." So I, I gambled and I lost. And there's nothing on the next scratcher. No big deal. But like, I don't know. I have a hard time with the idea of like, I'm giving money. I'm not entirely sure what I'm getting. Like, I don't feel comfortable with that. Well, at least the lottery funds education. You're getting that. No, I, I think the the lottery is a stupid people tax, but that's just me. Yeah, it is, so but statistically it, funds, speaking. it funds education. Mm, I, I'm not as, I don't know. That's a very complex thing. I think if you do it and it's like, that's the thing with gambling. If you go in and you are just like, I'm sure I'm going to lose this money. This is my budget. This is all I'm going to spend. And you just go in expecting to have like fun. Then yeah, that's totally cool. Like get a couple of free drinks and see how long you can make that money last. But if you go in, there aren't a lot of people I think who can win at gambling. And I think that there aren't a lot of, um, ways to make uh to pull it back to gear i don't think there are a lot of ways to make it truly pay off for most musicians um when it comes to some sort of subscription box that was more than just like your essentials like back to you because otherwise you're you're just going to end up with garbage your turnover rate is going to be outrageous like honestly even like like things like music subscription clubs like gosh like if you're getting a different vinyl record in the mail every month and you don't really know what it is i hope that it's good hopefully like there's good people curating it but like sometimes you're gonna get something you don't like and you're gonna and you're gonna be bummed about it right right well so here a couple of thoughts well first off i want to walk back something i just said uh about the stupid people taxes i i i probably shouldn't have said that and that's a little bit of a crass way of talking about something in an unfair way just because there are people who are in really tough financial situations and there's that it's like dangling a carrot from the government of like hey like if you throw us a little bit of what little money you've got maybe you could get out of your tough situation so like a lot of empathy for that so i don't want to i don't want to knock it that hard that was a little harsher than it needed to be um that's one of those things. That's one of those things that people say and then they repeat. And I don't think they ever think about uh, like the meaning of what they're saying. Right. Right. And that that's definitely like, yeah. I mean, if you're in a really tough financial situation, I've been in tough financial situations. Like I totally get the appeal of that. So I apologize for that. Uh, and uh, so the thought I have about like subscription boxes, like the idea of trying to please everybody is if there's a way to personalize a subscription box um, on a more individual level, I think that might work a little bit better because otherwise what you get is like uh, you get like Star Wars fans or Game of Thrones fans. Whatever decision gets made about the plot, there's some people that are going to be happy, but you can't please everyone. Mm. I mean, that's just not possible. Yeah, Uh, I'm personally really bummed that they've canceled the follow-up movies for Solo. Because um, it was supposed to be like a multi-movie installment, and they kind of left the ending with a little bit of like a "Oh wait, there's more," and I want to see yeah. more. And I'm super bummed that everybody threw a fit, and then they canceled it because I'm like, I wanted that. They would have made money. Come on. 
Like that's upsetting. They, I mean, like that's dumb. They would have made lots of money from me. That's that's my fanboy tax. Um, and, but yeah, you can't please everybody. I mean, Game of Thrones had that petition for to completely like what season? It's like season eight is the final season everybody's on. Yeah. Or the, the just that just ended. No, it's and, well, uh, yeah. As as we were recording, uh, it had the finale is about two and a half hours away. And all I know is that the the only thing that I know is going to die for sure is HBO. No, they're going to do fine. After this, but like, what has HBO got? Like last week tonight is great and all, but. That can't carry the whole network. No, it's not supposed to. They have Barry. They have other shows in the pipeline. Like, I watch a lot of HBO shows. They have Insecure. Just because there's not shows that you watch doesn't mean they're not really big with certain demographics. They're uh, promoting this big thing called Chernobyl. Um, they have that uh, show that has the Michael Kiwanika song as the intro music, which I'm like, I don't know the name of that show, but I watched every episode. No, they have stuff. Don't don't worry. Like they'll find the next big thing. Also, they have Game of Thrones. It was supposed to be a joke. Okay, okay, fine, but it's not a joke. It's not funny <laughs> if it's just like no. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too strong. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I do want to share my uh, theories on game of thrones though see i'm in the fun spot where i haven't watched a single episode but i know enough about what's happened this season to where i've just like been throwing out wild ideas of what's going to happen and uh i like i threw out theories with my coworkers of what was going to happen before last week's episode like no it wouldn't happen like why what of them happened was it that <laughs> i don't even know was, which which one happened which thing Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything. Okay, um, you'll tell me later. Um, but yeah, like one of them happens. Um, I I had a friend of mine who was super into Breaking Bad. Um, when the series finale happened, and I at that point in time I hadn't watched a single episode, and so I remember making a comment like a wild prediction, like I knew very little about the show, just threw out something super vague, like horoscope level vague that could kind of sort of apply to a number of different things. And my college roommate at the time was like, no, no, they couldn't do that. They wouldn't dare do that. And then it happened during the, like I watched the, the first episode of breaking bad. I watched was the last episode just so I could be like, ha ha. Um, but yeah, I, I'm kind of, I've got, I've thrown out a couple of ideas and I'm, I don't even care about the show, which is really terrible, but I'm excited to see what my coworkers have mm, to say in the morning. Yeah. I'm excited to, have some discussions about it. But, uh, I mean, you could have just listen, like, known they were using that Marty Robbins song and Breaking Bad and made a guess about what the ending was going to be. I mean. That's how I feel. I hadn't seen a single episode <laughs> up until that point. So I'm just all saying. Right, all right. I'm not psychic, but I'm a little a psychic. A little psychic, yeah. Also just incredibly lucky, and this is how horoscopes work. So, um, that is cool. Well, um, hopefully, uh, we'll, we'll have coming up at the podcast, um, some really cool things, uh, 
the reason we haven't done we've gone two weeks now which is their standard non-co-hosted episodes is because we're working on something a little bit bigger so we're really excited to share that with you and have that all come together yeah we've got a two-part episode coming up that's going to be (laughs) mind-blowing let's not over promise under promise over deliver okay fine I don't know. I, I can't promise that everybody's going to like it. What I can promise is that I've really enjoyed the work on it so far. And I think this might be the most work we've ever put in. Oh, far and away. But uh, it's good. It's going and to I be really worth gonna... it. I'm, I'm excited. We have some really, it's just like, I can't believe that people said yes to us situations. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm pretty high. Yeah. So. Sweet. Um, be sure to stay tuned. Yeah, so thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. This has been the Get Offset Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Andrew. Goodbye. Bye.